What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you're truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we playfully explore topics from money to magic, healing to wholeness, creation, relationship, business, and more. There's no place we won't go. Nothing too wacky or weird in the quest to live as grand a life as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stopper are the embodiment of opposites attract. And the result is true synergistic power. Partnered in love and in business, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Love, Life, and All Things Weird with your hosts, Megan Soto, Suzanne Stoffer, and um, we have a very special guest joining us from Australia today, and I believe mm. she's having a little trouble getting on at the moment, so I'm going to just um, wax poetic a bit about her while she's not here, so I can, I'm thinking I'm going to talk behind her back. <laughs> so Not even going to love- know what's happening. No, she's not. She's going to come in to this fanfare that she's not even expecting. Um, (laughs) So I'm going to actually read her bio. I don't. I don't normally do that, but she's such an amazing writer uh, that, Mm. like, and I've always had been challenged by writing my own bio. But I'm looking at her bio, going, "Damn, that's good." So see how you like, you, I know how you like like good words. So here it is. Lisa Murray is a map maker of futures, an idea curator, a nurturer of a conscious earth, a catalyst for magic and miracles, and a collaborator with the unseen. Like just that alone. Come on. Whoa. Don't you want to know her? Yeah. <laughs> Hang yeah. out with her. <laughs> exactly. Oh, we've done that. Yes. Uh, uh-huh. Her, her tool her tools are play words courage creativity energy consciousness and a willingness to dive deep into the unknown mm-hmm. her vision is to live fully in the adventure knowing she has what it takes to go wherever she is going will you join her she's a creation catalyst word alchemist transformer of burnout business and brilliance how do you like that? You can find out I more at www.creativealchemy.com backslash futures. How fun is that? How does it get better That's than that? Fun. When she Isn't says that good? she's a word, a word alchemist, I can totally, totally mm-hmm. hear that, right? I, and, I mean, we're kind of like, uh, we're geeking out on the whole word alchemy. We have been now... I think almost for a whole year, every time we hear alchemy, we're all like, oh, yeah, say more, say more. So I'm super excited. This this show is called Fairy Tales, Fantasies, and Futures. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> so what, what is real? Why do you think it's cool? What, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, what's real? What's hidden? And what is so fantastical you cannot even imagine it being real what are the fantasies that are killing your future now that question alone what are the fantasies that are killing your future and what are the futures that are available to you now so i mean i being the 
the kind of the truth teller and the alignment person that I am, I've had this interesting thing with fantasy, right? Because I understand that fantasy is really a very powerful energy, but it's also for a lot of people very far out there, right? So it's like, it's fun to live in fantasy land, but it doesn't feel like it's actually real or like it could even become real, right? And so it really is about um, almost alchemizing your fantasy into your true future, you know? So I love that question. What are the fantasies that are killing your future, right? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a great question. So, um, so well, yeah, anytime one, one there's... Go ahead. One of the things that I see is that as I... Being a visionary, right, somebody who, and a big possibility person, sometimes it's hard for me to tell the difference because Mm -hmm. I, like, I think so big and I perceive so big and I'm like, oh, and, like, and the thing about it is, is that if it's not coming from a place, and she does a lot of work around resonance as well, if it's mm-hmm. um, not coming from a place of total resonance of like this is who I am and this is what I'm here to create in the and that um, it's then there's this disconnect or this almost like a high sometimes that will indicate that it's fantasy rather than vision mm-hmm. and if you're mm-hmm. actually if you're in that disconnected place meaning sort of like out in beyond what where you are and what's actually authentic for where you are right now what i find is that you is really hard to get traction and i think that's why for me i see that as a dream killer because you're like and i see this all the time in the metaphysical world around money and people are like oh yeah wouldn't it be great if a million dollars came into my bank and wouldn't it be great if it's like it's complete disconnect from how they're choosing to create and live in their life and it's like if you're there then your creative energy is kind of going out a hole so to speak a leak Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a leak is how I would say it Mm -hmm. yes yes and I I think for me I've always been I've always been to the other side where I haven't really allowed myself to dream very big or to go into like really futures that are really edgy because of my own, um, you know, my own stops with that, you know, so I have kind of the opposite problem. So I feel excited about this show because I feel like I could actually play with futures more than I do, you know, like I'm very much a realist and so I want to like talk about now in the next three months you know what I mean um you know this about me and so it's been Mm -hmm. this very 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 interesting thing with you and I where it's like you go into anything is possible and like let's create the impossible you know and I'm over here going (laughs) all the time and I'm over here going yeah okay what are we going to create today you know, like, what's happening now? <laughs> so, so it's a very fun, I think it's a very fun opposite subtract type of thing with us because I feel like um, you have helped me dream more and play in futures more and feel into the energy of that. And I've brought you 
probably a little bit more into a practical, like what action do you need to take in order to align to your future? True? Would you say mm-hmm. that? Yeah, for sure. Like, I, I feel like you've helped me get out of fantasy, actually. You know, and mm-hmm. like I think for visionaries, I think that's kind of a fine line sometimes because it's kind of like my big ask show that I did, big ask asks that I did a few mm-hmm. weeks ago is that I'm I'm saying ask as big as you can because even though it may not come right now or in the in your lifetime, your opening space and all of that, which I I still recommend doing and. It's like, what are you creating right now and what's possible right now and what's possible this year and in the next few years and, and and how can you use your future to create your present? How can you use the excitement for what you think might be possible in the future and like actually let it feed your creation right now? And I, mm-hmm. um, what are your thoughts about that? I have a, actually a specific story I want to share about that, but I kind of want to get your take on that. Given the no, practical you know what? nature of you. Yeah, yeah. You know what comes to mind, though, is the impossible game that you've played a couple of times. I can't remember who it is that you've played it with, um, what his uh, name is. Creating, uh, the impo- creating the Impossible with Michael Neal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I've been playing that game, and it it really is a super fun thing that opened up my philanthropist. So... Um, so it, it brought in all these different possibilities for me, you know, without having to be a millionaire to be a philanthropist, how could I be a philanthropist right now? So I had kind of put it in the fantasy category, but it, in playing that game, I brought it to the here and now. And I would say that was a really powerful shift for me. Um, with regards to what's possible energy-wise and how that that actually can play out in real life. Mm. Well, and I'm going to put my little story on hold for a second because we found Lisa, and I believe she's on with us live. And we've been, just so you know, Lisa, we've been talking about you behind your back. So all amazing (laughs) things, but you're just going to have to guess what we said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'll just have that as a fantasy, shall I? (laughs) Good one. That will be your fantasy, what we talked about. Um, Yes, and and I don't know how long you might be listening, but we we were kind of talking about sort of how do you know the difference between like something a vision that's really you're resonating with and fantasy and how does like not knowing the difference sometimes sabotage what we can create? Yeah, you know, oh, wow, it's such an interesting question because, you know, enthusiasm is for me is one of the things that comes into this where you want, you really, really want something to be. You really, you know, you have all this sort of sense of what it can be, but if there's actually no energy to allow it to be, then it does turn into the realms of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And how do you feel, how do you, have you ever, do you feel like you've ever got sort of into that fantasy realm where you're not connected with what, what's available to be created? 
Oh, look, I think we all have, you know, because I, I used to think that you could just ask for something and if you could ask for it, it could show up. And then one day it was like, you know, one of those slap yourself in the face with a wet fish moments where you go, <laughs> oh no, it has to be available in some way. Like the energy has to be, you know, there and present. And, you know, that for me was just such a huge, huge aha because then I started looking for, well, what is available that I can actually, you know, then bring into the world? And that has just created a totally different reality for me, actually. Like, to the point where it's almost unrecognizable, the difference between the two. Is that just, do you do that through that specific question like what's available for me to create is that how you bring it into what you're resonating with or could you share some ideas about that it's one way okay it's definitely one way of doing it and um it's like for me i think it's i'm in the process of experimenting with this so it's not like i have all the answers to it yet but the more i experiment the more i realize that that if I put my energy to it, not from a space of wishfulness, because you know, like, so often we have this kind of wishful energy with, oh yeah, I'm going to choose that, or I'm choosing that, but there's not a real, there's nothing substantial underneath it. It feels really empty. And what I've really been putting my attention to is, well, what feels full? What feels like it already has a fullness and a strength and a, you know, those sorts of energies to it. Because when I play with those things, they come together really easily, you know. And, and like, I'm going to say to you, like, my Creative Futures Tour of Europe that I'm putting together at the moment is one of those examples. Because in fact, the funny thing was about that one, I was almost in resistance to doing it because it just seemed like being there, done that, you know. And then someone said to me, well, actually, people would really like to have it. And when I tapped into that energy and I, I perceived how big it was, and what's funny is every other day I wake up and some other country has said, I'd like to be involved in that too. And I've pretty much run out of weekends now, you know. And mm. this is what happens when when something is there energetically, when there is actually already that platform, what happens is the ease of creation is phenomenal. And what I notice is like I haven't really done any clearings. I haven't really done anything except be totally present with what is available. And I haven't even tried to make it available. I've just been really, really like asking, show me what's available. And so, yeah, it, it's one way of doing it and it works really well. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And it, so what it sounds like is that you get a, a sense of a resonance, like energetically, when it's something's available. Yeah, well, I, I actually get that this is the... Um, the willingness to listen to all things <laughs> like um it's it's like for me when i was looking at well which countries will i go to because europe's a very big place you know and there's only one of me i i was really like asking the countries to talk to me not even the people but the actual countries and that's been so interesting to see how that has evolved and come together and literally I haven't had to work very hard at all to, to, to put them, those countries together. You know, there's a couple of little tiny details where maybe in one place we can't find a venue very easily or whatever, but nothing major. And 
it's been really interesting to realize that when you listen to everything, rather than going, I know better, you know, because I think that a lot of the time, <laughs> and I don't know if I'm the only one who's been this dumb, but a lot of the time, you probably are. I was, <laughs> I was <laughs> doing, <laughs> well, I was asking for things and doing clearings for what I wanted, as in me in my mind, rather than me the being in my total heart and soul who is aware of everything rather than tapping into the being and asking well what do you know and that transition from what i want in my head to what you know what does my the whole of me want what does the wholeness of me want what does the oneness of me want that is just a totally different question and i've found that when i because because the resistance for example that i had with that trip was literally my head. It was nothing to do with reality, you know. And I think this is the other part of the fantasy and what's real mm. because so much of what we resist is just crazy stuff that's in our head and it's not anything to do with anything. And then I literally just stuck it on a shelf. I said, look, why don't you just go and sit on that shelf for a bit and um, let's just see what else is happening over here. And that simple thing of just putting all the resistance on a shelf to the side and then just being in the question was just, it's created magic, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So would you say, you? yeah, I was going to Go. ask you, Lisa, would you say that um, also like when it is really aligned to almost kind of, I would say like your, like a purpose that's beyond you, would you say then that there's, the universe kind of does a lot of synchronicity to almost affirm that that's really the right direction like you know like venues start popping up or people start um you know helping with the tour or whatever do you feel like that that's when you also know that it's not really fantasy because there's like actual yeah. things happening with it yeah 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 what i see is that um when you're not trying to force it, like when it's literally this thing that is available to you, you don't have to work really hard at it. Now, I've done a lot of work on it, don't get me wrong. There is still work to do to create it, but it's not hard work. You're not pushing. You're not almost nagging people into working with you, you know. Like in most cases, people have offered. And, and or, you know, I found a random note from six months ago for one place where this person had written to me and I all of a sudden found it. Now, what are the chances of that, you know? And so I think what happens is when we get out of our own way, the magic can actually show up and we can create in these ways that allow us to bring the future, bring the future, bring the future to fruition with, you know, a lot of ease and in a really effortless space. And the funny thing for me is that really this trip started out for me as something very personal. Like I had a, a really, um, and I still have a really personal sort of sense of what I would like to create with it. And, you know, in like for myself beyond what the classes are. And so that's been really interesting to see also how the places that I'm going actually have, are contributing to, to, to that to what I would like to create personally. So it's fascinating to me when we really get out of the way, what is truly possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It sounds to me um, like when you're describing what you're describing for me, it feels like sort of a cosmic dance, a cosmic uh, um, <laughs> what's that? tango, like a cosmic tango where it's like you open, 
And I love that what you said to be present with everything, to listen to everything, right? Including the, what you tru- choose personally. I would say that, you know, my most successful projects in part are projects or programs that facilitate me having a higher awareness and understanding of what I'm teaching. And it's like there's this way that it, that it, that the creation contributes to everything, to me, to everything. So we, of course, we have to listen to everything. Is kind of how I feel that. Um, and but I'm going to let you kind of chew on that. We uh, noticed that it's our break time here, and uh, have a little listen to uh, some fun music on break, and we'll talk to you in a minute. We're on Love Life and All Things Weird. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live-outside-the-box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and changemaker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group. Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody, to Love Life and All Things Weird. We're so excited today to have um, a special guest, clear from Australia. Um, Lisa Murray is here to play with us all about fairy tales, fantasies, and futures. So we're so glad you made it, and we're just getting started here. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're just getting this party started. Um, <laughs> I wanted to toss into the mix here, so we've been playing with sort of the the difference between fairy tale and and like a like a future that's truly available that that we can create a fantasy, sorry, in future. And uh, because you're uh, the world word alchemist, you are Lisa. You threw in the word fairy tale there, and I'm <laughs> wondering what the role of fairy tales has in this whole conversation. 
Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's a very good question, you know, because I think that a lot of the futures we try to construct for ourselves come from fairy tales. So, you know, when we were children, we, we learnt all these different fairy tales. We, we, you know, discovered all these different stories. And, and all those myths and fairy tales that we grow up with, they colour our view of the world. And what I have noticed is that, of course, they often they're very old. They can sometimes be ultimately thousands of years old. And so in some way, we're bringing these energies from thousands and thousands of years ago into our now and very subconsciously or unconsciously allowing them to sit there. And so, you know, we might be the fairy princess that never finds a prince or whatever it might be. We we have these stories that we tell ourselves. And I think what I've really noticed in the last few months with the creation of futures is that I have really disciplined myself to stop telling any of the fairy tales. Like I've literally just asked for what is the reality rather than the fairy tales. And anywhere where my life wasn't how I would like it to be, I've literally been um, just putting a, like a space in there that says, okay, no, that fairy tale needs to sit on the shelf as well. The shelf is getting pretty full. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it. Maybe just tip it off a cliff or something at the end because it's got all of these different things that, um, you know, we we have sort of told ourselves these things over and over and over, probably over many lifetimes, and yet they're not our true reality. And what I've been really playing with a lot is creating a future from the truth of my reality, and that's just an entirely different thing. Mm. Mm. I love that. Of course I love that. <laughs> so give me an example of what you mean by a fairy tale that you that you've kind of put on the shelf or been like nope that's not real like give me an example yeah okay I mean <laughs> so funny because I don't necessarily think about it in terms of fairy tales it was more when Megan and I were talking the other day about what we would do for the show we we ended up talking about Jack and the Beanstalk and mm. it's funny how you know these conversations go to these really funny places and how basically mm. you know he went to market to, to sell the cow and then you know he actually ended up with the riches though and I think a, a lot of us don't necessarily tell ourselves the great stories. We tell ourselves the sad stories as if, hmm. you know, that's all that's available. And what I know when we actually um, really start to play with the stories or the stories that are available, you know, because how many fairy tales are there where what the person wanted wasn't there? And then there was some kind of magic and it came. And I think what we actually forget is that we are the magic. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, I also think about it in terms of like, um, uh, like a, it's such a beautiful sabotage, right? To put something out there that's actually a fantasy and, a, and there's not an availability for that at the at this time right and so then it doesn't happen and so then we go see i can't create what i want see like how is that also maybe a back door to kind of play that game of like uh see nothing i do ever works out and that's kind of that kind of goes into the dark fantasies that you were speaking to earlier like like it's not even real 
right? And so it's like that's such a great place to look is like, is it available now? Like it might be available, but it's maybe more like two years or five years. And for those of us who like can kind of see the possibilities of of like what the world could be, what we could be in an, in in a moment, sometimes it's difficult to discern is that available now because we can see so far into the future, right? Mm. And so yeah. it's like it's like using your future to your advantage rather than against you. And mm. and right before right before you came on, I was talking about how could our futures, like, don't stop dreaming big, but how could the futures contribute to what you're creating now? And I had this experience where um, I have all these, you know, live your magics all over the world this year. And I was so, like, in my, you know, creation tank kind of putting together my European tour. And I was like, la, la, la. And my and my Maui host, which it wasn't for till November, was like, hey, I've got to get a place. I've got to, you've got to book ahead in Maui. And it's like, we got to get Maui on board. And I was like, holy crap, I don't have... And I was like, I was just noticing my resistance, right? And then I went, wait, like, what contribution could this be? And I opened up to what that was, to the seed of that. And it was so interesting because that actually moved Europe forward. And then when I got to Europe, the the group was like, oh my gosh, we want to go to Maui. And so that, that that contributed to that future, right? And so there's this, I don't know, is like, I don't even know what to call it, but there's like this sort of dance of tapping the different energies and allowing them to support the whole. And that's why I loved your wholeness question too, is like, okay, like, how can those bigger futures contribute to what's available now? It's not that you stop dreaming of a bigger future it's just like realizing that it's maybe not available right now is that would you say that is how you see it yeah oh well there's a there's two things in there that that is one version of it totally totally that yes and then what I've become really aware of as I've been putting together this Europe trip is that there is um, the future that you're aware of it is available now if you are willing to be the energy of what it is. Mm-hmm. Because what because what I've been doing by putting all of those crazy things on the shelf and just saying, you know, you're not for right now, you're you're not a part of this what I'm creating right now, you have to go and wait on the shelf. By doing that, what has occurred is I have seen the power in putting all of my energy to what can be. And I've noticed I am bringing futures forward like crazy. Like mm-hmm. just like things that I have been thinking were going to come, you know, like for 10 years. I've, and all of a sudden they're here because I've been so present with the energies that are available. And so what I, my guess is, and I don't know this for sure, but my guess is that those futures were always available, but I was not being present enough with them and in the energy of them clearly enough so that they could actually come to fruition. Does that make sense? Mm. So there was something that you weren't being. There's an energy yeah. that you weren't being, you're saying. Yeah. And when you really yeah. got present with that and then you became that energy, then it's almost like you manifested them instantly, you're saying. Yeah. Pretty much, mm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it's because well, there's, yeah, go on. Yeah, 
Well, well, I was just, I mean, I'm so, so fascinated by this whole thing. And I'm so fascinated by you. I remember when we were at, I think it was lunch in Australia. I don't even know when that yeah, was, was. But yeah, I remember just this, because this was the first time I think that I'd ever met you in person. And I was like blown away because usually when I meet people that are very, very energetic or they're very, very into future, they have a very ethereal feeling to them, right? They have a very ethereal energy. So they feel almost like they're floating away a lot, right? Which is cool. I mean, I like that feeling. Um, but I, I <laughs> loved so much. I loved so much the fact that <laughs> the fact that you you have that energy, but you also it's like you're also grounded into the earth, and so it's this. I mean, I'm having this experience right now where I feel very very floaty, like being in your energy and talking to you, but at the same time, it has this really incredible like grounding energy to it as well. And I think that there's very few people who can kind of toggle and have both of those energies. So I'm just asking the the audience, the listeners um, now and in the future to maybe tap into that energy um, and maybe tap into her, you know, magic, her gifts and abilities with almost being like here now and in the future and bringing the future now. And like there's this timelessness to you and this kind of incredible like both energies all at once that I just love. I'm kind of mesmerized right now. So I just wanted to kind of um, <laughs> talk about that and speak to that and like ask people to kind of tap that, you know, uh, because I think what you're speaking to is uh, of your of you manifesting, I think is that that ability you have to to bring it all together to have both, if that makes sense. Yeah, and oh, Suzanne, I am so grateful for you for putting that into words because I didn't actually get that's what I was doing. But as you're saying, I'm like, oh yeah. And what <laughs> I yeah, well, you know, just because you be it doesn't mean you know what it is. You know that. Thing. I know, and, I know, right? Yeah. So it's really cool that you described it. So beautifully. And and what I would say is that um it's the presence that you that I bring and it's like when because you said not many people have that and what I really wanted to do was butt in and say, but everyone can have it. Because this mm. is and this is really what I think I want to play with a lot with people with creative futures as we run the events in Europe. Because there's this truly incredible magic that comes when you bring that grounded energy that and that presence and that resonance to the awareness of the futures and you know there'll be some people listening who are going but I'm not aware of the future and I just want to say to you say to you I could show you ways where you are that you, you haven't even seen it as that because for a long time I never called it that I didn't even you know it wasn't something that I acknowledged in myself at all and it took me quite a lot of my life to be able to look, you know, in hindsight, you can see things really clearly. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm such a futurist. And I didn't know it. And so this is where often people make themselves really wrong for what they've chosen. But actually, they're a futurist and they were creating for a future that's coming that they haven't brought into reality yet. And what I know is when you bring this sort of grounded presence and that full resonance of the energies together, that's when the real magic occurs. 
I love that. And in fact, I've actually just been going through a, a little bit of an epiphany myself around this and realizing that, oh my gosh, like I, that was that energy. And then it came about, right? And like a day later or two later, yeah. like I'm starting to see how I, how I actually know futures. I have a sense of future energies and possibilities. And I think we've misidentified and misapplied that. And maybe like if you tend towards fantasy, maybe you have some future capacities, you know, it's like, and could you call those forward? Because I think I have tended towards fantasy at certain times in my life. And it's funny, like, I kind of have the same fascination with you as Suzanne, because like, we're, it took two of us to embody what you embody in one body. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we're learning how cause she was mis, she, she was like mis practical. Like, just like, what's real? What's real? And I'm like, yeah, but like, there's possibilities. And like, she, like, and, and then it was possible, right? And so, like, we, in our dance of our relationship, that's been a lot about what we've been integrating actually is like that ability to be in the, be in the energies of the future and the possibilities while being grounded and resonant with what's available right now. And I think that, like you, I love that you said, it's like, oh, I can, if you don't think you can tap a future, I can help you tap a future. And I'm wondering if you have like a tool or, or, or an idea about something that you could give people that are listening of like tapping um, a future and what that might feel like. Yeah, well, see, usually I do it through the energy immersions and I really do take them to a space. So it's not necessarily a tool uh-huh. as such. It's uh-huh. rather more a process that I do with people. Um, but let me just think if there's something I can give right now. What I, Okay, what I would and say, yeah, go on. I was just going to ask, is this part of what you're doing in these in your on your European yeah. tour in this event as you're doing these immersions to help people yeah. bring all these energies together yeah totally like what all what we're talking about really we're going to go dive deep 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 into it into the how of it and into the way where they can then tap that for themselves um and what i would say is that if you want to get a similar energy, um, you know that, that between sleep, between waking, sort of lucid dreaming kind of energy? In essence, what I can do with people is take them to that space and allow them to tap whatever it is they need to tap. So it's really, um, everyone can do this. They just have to let go of their, their, their nice, cute, little controlling mind and allow their beautiful, booming heart to and being to actually explode into the space. And what I find is that when you are willing to play with that and explore that, then you will be so acutely aware of the futures that are available. Um, and, and there's so much more we can talk about with this, but I, I, I think that it's, first of all, there's a willingness. It's literally pulling down the barriers and being willing to know because many of us have had really extreme lives where being aware of the future was not a good thing. And so you have to sort of move past that phase where you're actually willing to be in the energy of it and know that it doesn't have to be bad. 
I love that. That is so true. I really do feel that, like, you know, because of of being a psychic or an intuitive, um, I tap into future energies all the time with people, past too, but also future stuff as well. And I would say that it's been something that I've really had to cultivate because um, it it has felt like almost scary in a way to open up to that, to go there, to like surrender, to be in the energy uh, of it all and, and not make it significant, um, but don't, but not shut it down at the same time. Right. And so um, it, it, it is this really cool place of, um, I think, practice too for people. So I really love so much that you're bringing that to the world and really diving deep into that. And we for sure will get um, more information about that if people are interested in where you're going and what your tour is and if they want to be a part of that. But we're going to take our second and last break um, of the show um, and then we'll be back for more. We're just getting started here. It's fun. You're listening to Love Life and All Things Weird and we'll be back in a minute. Are you looking for a place to create, connect, and belong? Where you have massive encouragement to be the weird, live outside the box person you truly are. If you've chosen a different path as a rebel, an innovator, a leader, entrepreneur, and change maker, you're in the right place. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan and Suzanne bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to be you. Claim your weird and live your most ridiculous life. Be sure to listen every Wednesday at noon, Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. have you been waiting to uncloak your magic to allow the magic within you to rise and catalyze into an extraordinary life deep down you know is possible live your magic is a two and a half day experience that will move you beyond your mind ignite your body and activate the magic that is you if you are ready to radically tap into your desires generate more aliveness in your body and your life then join us at a live your magic event somewhere in the world go to megansolito.com and click on events to learn more today that's m-e-g-a-n-s-i-l-l-i-t-o this is love life and all things weird with host megan silito and suzanne stopper are you scratching your head a bit let's chat Call into the program today, and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or leave comments in our Facebook group, Weird on the Air with Megan and Suzanne. Now, back to the program. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are talking to the amazing Lisa Murray about really the possibility for all of us to really connect in with what's truly available in the future and really bringing it into the now. Um, in this really amazing combination, I think, of magical and practical, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> 
<laughs> of course you love it. Well, it's got to be, right? It's got to be, like, um, grounded in something. I don't know if that's quite the the right word, but, you know, there was this thing that I started asking a question around. It was maybe, I don't know, now maybe 10 years ago, and it popped in the way that I could do it and create it, like, eight years later. And I had beat myself up for not, like, putting that, finding what that was or creating it. But it actually, what I became aware of is that it just wasn't available. And it was, and when it was available, like it just popped in and I'm like, oh, now I can do that now. (laughs) How awesome is that? You know? And so I feel like that, that awareness and being able to sort of tap like, oh, like this is what's available now, or this is could be available like shortly kind of a thing you know and you can kind of feel that and resonate with that and I'm really curious about and then I've I've, and this kind of speaks to the conversation before the break about like how do you discover what that you haven't been willing to be that that future requires you to be like we can ask a question um what what allows you, maybe I'll ask that specifically, what allows you, Lisa, to to become aware and to be start choosing to be the energies that your future is asking you to be? Yeah, I love that question. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a couple of things. One is um, leaving the space to receive, right? Because so often we're so busy trying to make things happen that our and our mind is so crazy in the equation that we do not receive the information and it's been really interesting for me because over the years I mean I love people who are psychic and I've talked to lots of um, you know people who would give me different information about the future and and I would always go well is this true for me or not because you know not everyone has the same um, well they don't all have the gift that is accurate. Let's just put it that way. So I always ask the question when someone gives me their thing, is, you know, well, is this true for me? And where it did have that energy of, yes, it's true, then my next thing was really to, you know, in the beginning I used to always try and make it happen straight away because I want everything now. You know, I'm sure none of you are like that. None of you would have ever have done that. And... That didn't really work so well. And so then I had to kind of not really backtrack, but certainly just sit and look at it all. And what I noticed was when I open up the space for it, when I just go, look, I have no idea how you're going to show up, when you're going to show up, whatever, but here's a space for you and actually give it a space. What I notice is then it finds a way to then connect with me when the timing is correct. And so I don't have to keep thinking about it nonstop. I have this really huge list of big ideas that I would love to create. And what I do is I just keep adding to them. And I know that they will come to fruition in their perfect timing. And this is the thing we never want to ask, we never want to wait for, right, is the timing. We want it all to be now. And when that Mm -hmm. timing comes, what I notice is it's so clear and like there's this really pure energy to it, for want of a better description. Like there's no doubt in it, you know. It's just like, oh, that's here now. Like literally a couple of weeks ago, I've started dreaming the um, all the characters 
for the fiction books that I've, I've known I would write for a very long time. And literally their time is now. So as well as all the crazy stuff that I'm going to do in Europe, the fiction books are like, yep, the time is now. And so I'm, my job, my only job is to be present, to be resonant and to allow space for these things to come in their own ways. And they can come from so many different ways. And that goes back to what I think um, you were asking earlier about these synchronicities. And what I know about that is that when you leave the space there for them, they, they come. It's only when we're being crazy in our minds and being too busy in the doing, 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 they can't come because there's no space for them. So it's actually this really beautiful process that when we let go of being control freaks of the universe... The universe just goes, here you go, 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 have this too. And it's like, oh, mm. that's so much easier. <laughs> so how do you balance that? I mean, because you're creating so much right now and how many events in Europe, you know, which we want to give you plenty of time to talk more about that um, for those people who are like, I want more, I want more. But how do you how do you balance that with like, creating and being in mass creation but also having enough space and time for it to come in does that make sense um yeah totally it does it's you know it's a very active process because my schedule these last few weeks has been crazy full getting everything ready and but what i noticed mm -hmm. is that i literally do ask the universe to assist me with that so i have been taking two or three hours a day to walk and it sounds like a lot of time when you're crazy busy but actually that is the space and the sanity that I require for everything else to come with ease and what I notice is if there's two things for me at the moment is lying on the, or three things actually lying on the earth walking and getting plenty of sleep because what I've noticed is between those three things all the the work that I would be trying to do and trying to make happen it happens in those spaces and then I come back to my computer and Things have moved forward and then I take action on what's next. And so this it's a very much a co-creation with the universe, with all the people that I'm creating with. And you have to be totally out of control with it because if I was trying to make it happen, it would be crazy, 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 right? But because I'm so willing, and I would say to you this is the first time I've ever been this willing to be like this, but because I'm just so willing to allow um allow everything to evolve in the greatest easiest most fun ways and not to stress about any of it like i literally if i feel myself going to doubt or worry or stress that is like okay you get to go on the shelf as well you know the shelf has been really useful it's one of my best books ever at the moment because it's just like allowing all this stuff to go and sit on the shelf and it's not a part of what i'm creating and it's that simple it's just like okay this is what is a part of what i'm creating I do need to nurture myself. I do need to look after my body because it's going to be a really busy tour. And so I need to be, you know, feeling good. And what I notice is that when I commit to that, everything flows. Mm. So it's a commitment to yourself, actually, more than anything. What you're asking is it's commitment to yourself. It's commitment to not making it that you have to work nonstop. You know, and it's also about being willing to say no because there's been people like, yeah, let's just have a chat. I'm like, that's not going to work for me right now, you know, and, and it's not that I don't love and adore them. It's literally like it's just not the right time for me right now, you know, 
And so I've been really um, clear with my time and my space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it sounds to me like you're making space. You're making space for the energy to contribute instead of either trying to do it all yourself or exhausting yourself. It's like you've literally invited the universe to your creation station. And like there's actually room. It's like how many of us are like, hey, universe, help me. But our house, our house, metaphorical house, meaning our creation station is so full of everything we have to do and should do and, you know, blah, 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 that there's actually no space for the universe to contribute. Like, oh, my gosh, I have done that so much. And, like, and I think you said a key word, which is you have a commitment to making that space, to taking care of yourself, to nurturing yourself, because it's so easy to let everybody else's agendas and whatever, like, come into that. But it's like... It's almost like you're nurturing it like you would a newborn in a way of like giving it space and you know not bringing the rock con the newborn to the rock concert. Yeah, look, totally. That's a really good analogy <laughs> because that's what we want to do. You know, we want to make it. Yeah, it's here now. Let's go. And you know that sort of um, energy of excitement that's really um, training on the adrenals. I'm really learning not to go to that, but actually to be just totally, fully, deeply present and to keep asking, okay, what is next? What is next? And I've just been so grateful for the process, actually, because it's made me realize that I've worked much harder than I ever needed to in my entire life. You know, like I look at this whole process and I'm like, oh, man, I've been really cute, but I haven't been that bright. And I'm really just excited to... To allow it to be different now because I've, there's such, it's a much more joyful energy of creation actually. It's so much more joy even than I've ever had before. And I've always enjoyed creating as you know, but this has taken it to this whole other level. So yeah, I'm really excited to play with that with people and show them a little bit more about what's possible. Beautiful. Yeah, so we have have a a little under... seconds left, yeah. Yeah, we're... (laughs) So... We would love for you to tell people a little bit more about your European tour and if they're interested, you know, where are you going and um, where can they go to find out more information? Yeah, thank you. So I'm going, I I say the the class is called Creative Futures and it's a weekend class and it's going to Ireland, the UK, Glastonbury, um, to the south of France to Norway, to Germany, to the Netherlands, um, and Italy, and I feel like somewhere else that I might have forgotten. Anyway, if you go to creativealchemy.com futures, you will find out all about it. Yay! Thank you, Lisa. This is so awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. We will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time. 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. Be sure to tune in for more tips and tools on how to claim your marvelous, magical life.